Hi, everyone. How are you doing tonight? Hope it's good. Um, so real quick before we get started, kind of starting off on more of a somber note here, we wanted to quickly acknowledge um, the candlelight vigil that's happening currently right now over at Homer Bryce Stadium for the two SFA athletes that lost their lives um, over the weekend. So tonight we wanted to do a quick little moment of silence to honor them, to honor Micah and Graylin. Um, it's honestly just a senseless car accident, tragic, never should have happened. Um, but we want to honor their lives really quick with a moment of silence. Thank you. And yeah, so we didn't know the two gentlemen who, who passed away, but we obviously mourn with our athletes and our feather, fellow lumberjacks and, and just so tragic. Just can't even imagine, honestly. Because, I mean, it, it happened many times. Not many times, but it happened a lot when I was in school that we lost fellow classmates and students. And it's just, it's never easy and it's never it's never fun, obviously, at all. It's the worst, actually. So, um, but anyway, the candlelight vigil is happening right now at Homer Bryce, and so we just wanted to quickly pay our respects. So, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, okay, so obviously, you've come here to listen to our rant and rave session about the game. More rants than raves. Many rants. We are going to go over many, many rants. So I just hope you're ready and you're buckled in because it's going to be a doozy. Here we go. And we're back. What so one of y'all's rants, for those of you who are watching, can be my 80s style high side pony. And I don't. No, I I love it, actually. I'm here for it, honestly. Um, phew, man, um, I know we started off on a somber note, uh, but we just had to get that out of the way and and make sure that we honor those two boys who are gone way too, way too, way too soon from this world. But um Let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about it. I, I hate podcasting losses. It's just. And we've had two in a row that were not fun. No. no. Last episode, I told y'all that was like the first time in forever that I have not watched a game back. This one I had to, even though it was very excruciating, very like, uh, sadistic I can't even speak let literally last night I was like I cannot speak English like it's my first and only language and I can't speak English and here we are again today but it was like the most masochistic thing I've done in a while and those of you who know me well know that's really saying something because I just love to make things harder on myself daily but it was not fun but I had to do it yeah um and for those that know I don't watch the games back. I refuse to unless like I don't watch it live or in person. Not that I refuse to. Let me take that back. It's just because I just 
I don't want to relive it, especially if it's a loss. Like I'll watch some wins back over again, but I just don't want to relive that. So I give I give many props to Jacqueline for having to go through it not once but twice. Well, but on on the other hand of that, like you're so much better than I am at multitasking. And like when I'm watching a game, I just there's no way that my ADD brain can like tweet and take notes and watch the game and be in the moment. Like it's just too much. So I don't know how you do it. So kudos. I don't know if I don't know how I do it either. And I don't know if I do it very well. Because half the time my notes that I have are like honestly like scrambled messes. Like half the time I don't even know what the frick I'm typing. And I mess up, but and half the time it's not even real English what I'm typing. It's like there's shorthand. There's so many mistakes, so many mistakes. But whatever. That's there. And then that's all that matters. I know. But first, before we get into all the poop, I guess I don't know the the negative, the the crap. Um, I want to give a quick little uh, a programming note. I just saw this on Twitter, literally right like two seconds before we started. Um, I guess the College Insider tweeted a mid-major top 25, and miraculously we're in the top 25 in their poll. Well, look at that. I know. There's actually five WAC teams. This is from Kyle at from, you know, obviously WAC Coops Digest. Um, there's five WAC teams in this week's College Insider Mid-Major Top 25. Number 11 is Seattle. Number 18 is UVU. Number 22 is Bearcats. Number 23 is Southern Utah. And then number 25. <laughs> Coming in at the bottom. <laughs> but I'll take it. I will take it. We're on the I'll list. I'll take it. I, I'm not mad at all. I mean, I was ex- I was glad to see that. So thank you very much, Kyle, for sharing that. And uh, I took the hat to you, sir. You know what? I'm going to start doing a high pony more often. Like I really do love a high pony. If your hair is long enough. Yeah. It's very like Ariana Grande, except for the fact that it's curly and frizzy and not straight, but I love it. Maybe like Paul Abdul would be more fitting since it's curly, but. So when my hair was super long, like I would do a half up, half down high pony and I can do it now still with this hair, but it doesn't look as good with shorter hair. And I told this, I don't know if I said this last time on the podcast or just to you specifically, off off camera, but I'm I'm I miss my long hair and I'm not cutting again for a very long time. Like it will be all trims because I miss my long hair. I was looking at pictures of myself from this time last year and I was like, I've made a gross error. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still entertaining the idea of cutting mine short, but I probably won't do it. <sighs> and by the way, for me short would be like right here. Yeah, like where my hair's at right now. That would be short. Like I've never seen your hair that short ever, ever, ever. The shortest I ever had my hair was when I was in college. I did the Victoria Beckham Bob. It was literally like right here. Oh, I've had that. I've had that in college too. Yeah. I've had, I've had my hair like boy short before. Not on purpose, by the way, that, that, that was, that was a misstep from my stylist went too (laughs) short, too short. And I looked at myself and I was like, See, my hair lady knows, because she's been cutting my hair since I was like 12. She knows that my hair is curly and frizzy. And so she will be like, Jacqueline, that's a great hairstyle. Your hair is not going to do what you want it to if you do that. Yeah. See, that's what I need. Someone to be like, Alex, your hair will never look like this. So this is how we need to cut it. Like, here, bring me back down to earth, people. Anyway. You're not going to like it. All right. So 
enough about our hair, I guess. We can go in and actually talk about critical. Right. We could do a whole podcast on that. Y'all don't even know. Oh, but, easy, 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 easy. We just uh, took the night off fun with our favorite restaurant in Huntsville. Probably the only good thing about Huntsville. But honestly, it is, but it that is a good thing. That if I ever find myself in Huntsville, it's literally just for Potato Shack. That's it. That's it. I will refuse to go for any other reason. If I'm driving through, I will stop at Potato Shack and then move on. I will not linger. And I will say I ordered for those of you who are wondering, hey, Dennis, we missed you. Hey, Dennis. Chop, 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 chop. Dennis ate with us at the Potato Shack last time we were there. Um, yes, he did. That's right. So even though we have now been cultured world travelers and had real Canadian poutine. Oh, I was like, where are you going with that? Okay. <laughs> this Texas poutine still does not disappoint. It hits every time. It's so simple. It's so basic. And it is Texas poutine. It's not, it's not like there's no squeaky cheese, none of that. Um, but it's still damn good. It's just French fries with, I think they use mozzarella cheese, which I mean is a close like try, but um It'll do with crispy chicken and corn and that brown gravy and those uh, uh what are they um funnel cake fries the funnel cake fries are pretty darn good yeah 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 I do love the funnel cake fries mm -hmm. so good and they have my favorite Austin East Cider cider yeah so Jacqueline had her poutine order and I have what I usually get which is the hot wing potato. Literally, it's just chicken doused in whatever hot wing sauce you choose on top of a potato. It's so simple. Literally, baked potato, some butter, cheese, those hot wing nubs. Baked. Uh, I usually get the spicy garlic because it's just so good. I love spicy garlic, honestly, anything. Um, and, uh, yeah, so simple. So simple. But it was so good. And so we had uh, so we had pregame dinner with um, – the Greers, so Devin Greer and uh, Amber Greer. Oh, God. This is my little um, white elephant gift, part of my white elephant gift from Tori. From, from Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go lay down. Sorry, my geriatric dog loves to just like pace and pace and pace. And I get, I can't tell y'all how annoyed I get with her little nails, like click clacking across the wood floor while she's just walking circles. And I'm like, go lay down. <laughs> We're trying to do something here. We're trying to, to work here, baby. Oh my God. Professional with this podcast. I'm to be professional. I think we've thrown that out the window a long time ago. Um, but yeah, so we had a great little pregame dinner. We had to scarf it down uh, pretty quickly, but we ate and we drank our beers and then, uh, left and went to the game immediately. Um, we walked into the game literally right when they were doing the national anthem, and then right, we're doing it right when we, yeah. And then we are confronted or bombarded rather with the knowledge that the visitor section is no longer the visitor section. We'll save that for the grievances. <sighs> Yeah, I'll save that. I'll put that in. I'll pin that. But we got lots, lots of problems. Oh, many, many. Um, but yeah, so then we get there. We sit down. You know, they do the starting lineups. Game starts. Yada yada yada. <laughs> I make a lot of Seinfeld references tonight. I know. Um, so anyway, uh, go ahead and continue with your your notes, girl. 
So we did. Okay. So yeah, we had delightful dinner at Potato Shack. We got to see uh, Ben, who used to be an SID for SFA Athletics. Um, yes, he did. Left us and went to Sam, but kudos to him. He has now moved on up and is at A&M. So it's very exciting for him. I know. Actually, now that we said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him a message or I'm going to, I'm going to tweet him, be like, we should have, we should have took a picture. I don't know what we were thinking. I don't know what we were thinking, but I think like, well, there were a lot of things going on because I think he was there with his wife and some friends. And then um, I was having my issue with trying to order my drink because listen, nobody tattled on me. So I get arrested, but my driver's license expired on my birthday. And I didn't realize that till like the other day. I mean, it's not, it's like a month expired. It's not like any big deal, but here's my problem. I'm going to sidetrack very quickly. 1000% if I get pulled over, I should get a ticket because the driver's license is expired. And that's the whole point of it. However, it was a valid ID that I've had for many years. And so to me, if it's expired, then yes, the driver's license part of it's null and void, but the date of birth on that little piece of paper it's still valid. That's still my date of birth. So like, mm -hmm. I don't understand why people are giving me shit left, right, and center for trying to order a drink. Like, I know I look young. I don't look under 21 years old young. So like the driver's license part of it, yes, that has expired. Uh, there could be problems where I can't drive. There are not besides that it's expired. But like the date of birth is not null and void just because the license expired. Anyway, thankfully, like I mentioned earlier, we are cultured cultured world tra I can't even talk world travelers here <laughs> yeah so, this is my second passport I've had and so I'm like here look don't panic girl at the counter I got I got another ID that'll work for you even though I guarantee you she couldn't tell you if my passport was actually good or not because she didn't know jack shit about passports but I digress so I'm like here I, got, I brought my passport it's okay like don't panic because she made a big deal to like not tell me what the issue was and go like talk to the manager or whatever and come back and be like, I'm so sorry, I can't take the expired driver's license. And I'm like, I wish you would have just told me that because I brought my passport just in case. So mm -hmm. I did that whole drama, but it was in the middle of all that and then him showing up. So we did forget to take a picture. But anywho, we had a very, I felt like we had a very good uh, crowd show up of SFA people from NAC, from other places. We had, uh Cromwell and his sons coming up from Houston. We yeah. had Max there, Gary and Tom Miller were there, Lottie was there, the Rocco clan was there. Rocco clan, uh Keller's sister. Who? Keller's sister. Oh, yeah. Courtney Courtney yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh with her daughter Ruby. Um mm -hmm. there was mom mm -hmm. sitting next to us that you introduced yourself to. I I don't know who they were though. I do not remember their name, and that is total a total alex move i'll introduce myself to somebody and then they'll say their name and i'll totally forget it five minutes later i should just write this shit down but i didn't think of it but they, they said they were from pearland area okay. they were very Haiti, like over on that side of uh houston and so um and he said that they literally come to pretty much every game at huntsville okay. um and then i invited them not that I have to invite people to games, but I said, y'all should come up to, you know, one of the games at, at home that we have left, you know, we're having that heckler reunion and we're doing the ambassador thing next week, the coming weekend now. Um, and et cetera. So, but anyway, they, man, he was, he was a terror. He was a firecracker. 
He was, he was a firecracker. I've never seen an elderly man. Well, I have. Let me back up. He was up. making me laugh. He was talking mad shit to everyone. When he's like in his 70s. Not to jump ahead because we'll get there, but it was 1000% provoked. It's not like he was just talking shit. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, yes. That's yes, yes, yes. for no reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anywho, okay, so general history slash background info here. Now, there is quite a discrepancy on this history here, so I'm just going to tell you what I saw and where I saw it because I don't know which one's correct. But either way, we have more wins than Sam Houston in basketball. So (laughs) our website says that our past history, we have 55 wins and 48 losses. Here comes Gabby. Tiptoeing in her again. Go lay down on your bed. Um, so our website says that we have 55 wins and 48 losses and that that history goes back to 1973. When I watched it back today on ESPN, their little graphic that they popped up said that we have 74 wins and they have 59 losses, which is a considerable amount more games. So Mm -hmm. either way, we're in the lead. Um, so out of the last six meetings, we were five and one. Last year, when we played them at their place, oh my god, we did almost oh by eight, forty-nine to forty-one. However, in the first half, we only scored twelve points. I, I, I that was the most in case disastrous first half of basketball I've so ever. In this game, we scored. 41 points in the first half, which was the exact amount that we scored in the entire game last year. <laughs> That's um, true. Melvin says we're going to smoke Sam at home. I agree. I, I agree. That, that happened last year. We totally struggled with them at, at their house in the inferior Johnson Coliseum um, last year. And then they came to the superior Johnson Coliseum and we totally gave them uh, a taste of their own medicine. So I feel like I have a really good feeling that that's going to happen again. So, um, and then Rennell, you know, said ESPN understood the assignment. Yeah. But it was just funny yeah. that literally the exact halftime score that we had this mm-hmm. game is what we scored in the entire game last year there. That was the, honestly, the worst half of basketball I've ever seen. Like ever, not just as a fay, like ever. It was shockingly bad. It was like junior high or little dribbler scored, like 100%. And you know how much we love our jacks, but we can even admit when that was dog shit. That was so bad. I think my little dribbler scores were better than that. And I've been playing since I was in the first grade. So there's a very good chance. If yes. first grade girls can score more than 12, it was a painful game. Okay. We um, make fun that we love. That's just, yeah. It was bad. So the largest margin of victory that we have had with Sam was 85 to 53. That was in 2004. The smallest margin of victory was by 1.6766, which was 2012. Mm. All right. Well, moving right along, let's hop into the WAC standings. So uh, pulling up the WAC standings currently, there's been a little bit of shift at the top, obviously, because we've had some losses and we've had some some wins um, throughout the uh, throughout the standings. So at the moment, Seattle U is still terrorizing the entirety of the WAC at 7-0, wild right now, absolutely wild. 
Uh, Utah Valley at seven and one, Southern Utah at six and two. Then you have us at five and two. So we're, we're in fourth at the moment on the standings. Um, and then shockingly above Sam Houston, they're at five and three. So they have one more loss than me do. So I feel better about that somehow. The fact that we're ahead of them in the standings, um, in the standings, not in the seating. That's again, different. Uh, then you have two teams at four and three, Grand Canyon and California Baptist. Uh, Tarleton at three and four, Abilene Christian and Utah Tech at two and five, UTA at two and six. So they've won a couple games. Thank God. Good for them. Um, UTRGV still struggling at one and six. I, I'm not quite sure what's going on with them as well. I, I'm going to have to look at their look at their schedule to see, you know, what the what the losses have have been, how bad they've been. But Jesus, I, I do feel bad for them because I do think that they have a good team usually they have but anyway and then you have new mexico state I, again at an absolute loss at are what is and six they are oh and eight oh god oh and eight I, I at least utrgv is is batting you know 10 and 10 like they're they're right now they're at 500 yeah <laughs> but but New Mexico State is at seven and thirteen. Like they've lost their last eight. Like they've lost every single. I I, I don't. I'm just at a loss for words, and I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. But I, I mean, I, do I feel bad for New Mexico State fans? A little bit because I've we've been there. We've been through losses like that. But at the same time, a lot of them are kind of dicks. So I don't really care. I feel sorry for like two of them yeah like there's a couple a handful and they know who they are that are super sweet the and really one, nice. the ones who we've interacted with have been so kind and wonderful and pleasant and the rest are not correct i think that just for so long they've been at the top of their game and now at the signs of cracks they're they're they are lost and they don't know what to do <laughs> they are losing their minds like some of the stuff i see on twitter like they honestly are sky is falling, chicken little type, like gloom and doom. That is where they're at. You know why? And I'm, I'm only going to make one comment because I don't even want to like waste airtime on it. But they hang their hat on one player. And yeah, sorry, that doesn't work out good. Because what? Teddy Bucket's left. And now what? Their whole team left, Jacqueline. They have literally one person left from their roster from last year. And he never even played. Last year, if they didn't have Teddy Buckets, they wouldn't have did what they did. Well, that's also true. As that's that my one. That's also factual. Um, got a question real fast from Renell. With SMA being in the same conference now with UTA and Tarleton, let's make a new rivalry with them. Well, I mean, I don't think you make a rivalry. It's just boring. So we'll see. yeah, it's, it should be pretty, you know, natural. Honestly, hmm. I said it can't happen in the first year. Like we've been playing Sam since at least 1973. So like we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I would say at the moment, if anybody at the, in, in our current conference, if if it's if it's slowly building up to like a rivalry status, I would probably say like ACU more than the other two. Totally, because we have history with them, more history yeah. than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 we probably have some history with UTA too, but it's just, they're just solely fresh back into the conference that there hasn't been any like bad blood yet between us. So I would say if anything, if we're, if we're trying to figure out new rivalries for us and Sam Houston's leaving, 
at the end of the season, I, I, my vote would go to ACU, but that's just me. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. So that is the current standings quickly over to the resume seating. Then we'll move on once it loads. Uh, so not much has happened to us. We're still at number six, which is, you know, not the best place to be. We're in the middle of the pack. Um, it's wild because as far as I know, 12 schools are going to Vegas and there's 13 schools in the conference. So that ass last in the South. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the wildest thing is that legitimately <laughs> Listen, we come in dead ass last, Alex and I are going to be partying it up in Vegas for a week because we already got a hotel. Literally, like we're going regardless, like shit already in motion. We're going, Vegas, but I don't think, we're not going to be dead ass last, but I think it would be so funny if, if the returning champions of the tournament are in dead ass last and miss out. I think that would be the wildest story. I just want y'all to know if you didn't already understand the level of petty that I can achieve in 2023, it's going to be a whole nother level. This is how petty I would be. If we came in dead ass last and we already have a hotel room, I would go to every game of that tournament and heckle the shit out of everyone. I would be like, I will do everything up until getting thrown out for every game. If we came in last and didn't go? Yes. Because <laughs> if I already paid money to be there, like, I'm going to make an ass of myself and just heckle everyone. Why not? Which is, which is, coming, which is coming, which is really funny coming from Jacqueline because she doesn't normally heckle people. It's usually me doing the heckling and she's yelling at, you know, the, the, the plays in the game. Uh if we didn't dead ass last and didn't go, I feel like that's the least I can do for the guys. No, that's facts. But I don't think that's going to happen. But, but in the small, quiet. small percentage chance that it does. I can freely offer that up because I'm not worried about it. It's not going to happen. I'm not worried about it either. I'm not. I mean, it, it's going to suck if we potentially don't have any buys. We may, we may not. Um, but at the same time, we're going. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> So, like I said, we're still at number six in this in the resume seating. So we're in the middle of the pack there. Um, and then Utah Valley actually, I think, jumped Seattle U. I don't know if they were first to begin with last time. I'd have to go. I don't even remember, honestly. It was either Seattle U or Utah Valley who was number one. So there, there might have been a, a small shuffling at the top. But I think for the most part, it's remained the same since the last time we talked. So, um, yeah, that's what's happening in the WAC at the moment. All right. All right. Get a girl. Here we go. Get ready to pull the bandaid off because it's. I. You know what though? Actually, the stats are not as bad as I expected them to be. But anyway, they're not because it was a close game. Yeah, it really the whole time it was never out of reach for us or them. It was a typical rivalry game. Yeah. I mean, blood, sweat, tears, the whole nine yards. What you would expect from a battle of the piney woods on the hardwood, um, but. Obviously, there was a team that came out on top. There's always going to be a winner and a loser, and unfortunately, there is a loser. Yeah. Um, all right. So our starters, same as always, trailed on Nigel, J.J., A.J. Uh, we did lose 76 to 71. 
Very close Our, the attendance there was 3,686. As Alex and I both said, literally, I'm not, I'm not making this up. That is the most people I have ever seen at a Sam Houston home basketball game in my entire life. Legitimately, in the since 2007, when I first came to SFA, and I've been going to those games. What are they going to do without us? I don't know, but I bet. And I was just so confused because we asked Lane, which is Cromwell's oldest son that goes to Sam, which again is a travesty, but that's here nor there. Um, I've never ever in my life seen so many Sam Houston, literally for, for probably like a five year stretch there, we SFA would outnumber the home crowd. Like the away people would outnumber the home crowd every single time. It was wild. And then on Thursday, I've never, I, when we pulled in, I was like, this parking lot is packed. Normally we can zip right in and doom, boom, we're in, we're done. We're in our seats in like five minutes. And it took forever, well, not forever, but it took longer than normal to get a parking spot, to get in, to like sit down. It was, it was shocking. And then we saw the line of students waiting to get in. And I'm just, I'm so confused because SFA, you get in for free as a student. And then Lane said that they were waiting in line for free tickets. And I'm like, so wait, do you mean to tell me you don't get into basketball games for free? I was so confused. Yeah. So either they get in for free or they don't, or if they do, they have like a discounted student ticket, but they were giving away free student tickets. That is what he said. So I'm like, so as a student, you have to pay to get in. He goes, no, I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Why the fuck would you have a, why would you need a ticket then? I don't understand. I'm confused. Anyway, still confused. Don't know what's going on. I would need some clarification on this. Cat fans, if you're listening, speak up or forever hold your peace. Um, I, I didn't understand it. But the line of students to get into this damn game was astronomical. It was wrapping around the goddamn block. And I was shocked. Shocked. It was very confusing. Anyway. That's that goes along with that, too. But we'll get there. Mm, continue. Um. All right, so Sean Kennedy's stat section, I will just launch into that. Um, mm -hmm. Our field goal percentage was 49%, um, which really was not terrible. Theirs was 52. Um, our three-point percentage was 31.6. Theirs was a little bit higher at 38. Um, our free throw percentage was 83.3, which is very good. Their free throw percentage was abysmal at 59.3. Shocking. Um, our points in the paint were 30, which is decent. Um, our points off turnovers was 24, which is good. Um, our second chance points, we only had seven, which isn't fantastic. But um, our fast break points, we had 21. Um, they only had four. Our bench points, we had 39, um, which is pretty darn good. They only had 26. Um, our total rebounds was abysmal at 23. They out-rebounded us by 11. Mm. So almost 50%, basically. Um, we had seven offensive boards and 16 defensive boards, which is exactly why our second chance points is only seven. We only mm -hmm. pulled out seven offensive boards. Um, we've had 22 fouls. They had 21, so pretty even on that. However, I will say um, – they had more shooting fouls than us because we only had 18 free throws and they had 27. 
Um, turnovers, we had 17, they had 18. So not, not, not terrible in the fact that they have more than us, but still not where we want our turnovers to be. Um, we had nine steals. Uh, we have one block. Our game leader was Rati, uh, who tied his career high at 24 points. Um, he had five rebounds, two assists, one steal. And Trell had 11 points, one rebound, one assist, two steals. So, obviously, my player of the game has to be Rati. He played fantastic. We'll get to that on the strengths. But mm-hmm. tied career high, 24 points. Yeah, absolutely knockout game from from Rati. Yeah, I will say during the game it, it just didn't feel like us because there was just there were so many moments of disjointedness. Um but then looking back as I'm again in the moment it doesn't feel like it, but then looking back at the stats and then remembering the game itself, um it, yeah, Rati was was playing lights out and um I uh I'm I'm very proud of him. He's definitely improved a lot this season. Um with his shooting and his uh, his minutes and all of that stuff. So I'm very proud of him. Good for him. Yeah, I was so happy um, for him mm-hmm. to have that great of a game. So on that note, we'll just launch into the feats of strength. Um, so we'll, we'll, we can start with Rati. Um, he had, let's see, let's just go over his stats. He played 28 minutes. He was 9 of 13 from the field. Mm-hmm. 50% on his three-pointers. He had two. He was four of five from the free throw line. Um, he had five rebounds, That's two assists, one steal, the 24 points. He played great. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great game. Uh, Trill had some nice threes as well. He was three of seven from the three-point line, so almost 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, two steals. Two of two from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. There were some pressure free throws, so that was he 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 played great. Um, Nigel had some nice charges. I think he had two. I meant to count. He had two. No, yeah, I I wrote that down on my notes. I'm glad you brought that up. That was going to be one of my first things I was going to talk about was Nigel. That first half, he only played 13 minutes, and I don't know what in yeah. So Alex and I talked about this and had some dialogue during the game. The only thing we could think of is that he was hurting or not feeling great or something. Yeah. Because the 13 minutes from him is not normal. He did not get playing time the second half and he wasn't playing badly. So. And um, he had, he wasn't in foul trouble. He had one foul. So I was just, we both were extremely confused as to why he sat almost 99% of the entire second half. He came in for very few minutes towards the end of the game. First half, he was playing lights out. I mean, points, maybe not so much, but, like, he has, he was playing awesome defense. He was – how many – let me look at his thing. Uh, I don't know how he had zero assists. I don't I – th- I feel like he was all over that court, um, but I guess he had zero. But he, he was rebounding the ball. He had two rebounds in those 13 minutes. Um, he had two really, really good baskets – um, he, again, he was all over that court. He played awesome. Those two charges were nice, nice, nice charges at good times. Uh, really slowed down their momentum in that first half with those charges. And that's why him sitting like pretty much the entire second half. So, so yeah, something must have happened. Didn't feel good something because yeah. – 
for him to sit the almost the entire second half is just mind boggling to me. I just don't get but, it. Hopefully it was nothing major. Cause I mean, he didn't seem like super in pain, but who knows? Maybe no. Yeah. Cramps or just not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. No. I have. So, uh, Derek had some really great moments. So he was two for two free throws. He had a error that he made. Um, I still don't feel like he has the hundred percent tenacity on scoring back yet. Um, but, but that slam, holy shit! I love the little flashes when I see them, and yeah, the slam dunk was great. And like, he's always, he he has a lot of what we brag on with Day Day as far as just like the court awareness and perceptiveness when he's on the floor. And I love to see that. Um, so we're, we're getting little flashes of what he can be. And I, I think he will get back there. Um, so I was glad to see him have some really good plays. Uh, I agree. Yeah. That like, that's, that slam. I mean, that was his biggest probably standout moment of the game. And if not of the entire game for the whole, whole team, I mean, it was a coast to coast, like, absolute disgusting slam dunk like you could feel it in the fucking in the seats man it, it vibrated i was like Ugh. i mean it was good it was a good slam i couldn't couldn't take my eyes off it it was beautiful Mwah, chef's kiss and and on that same note another player that um you know is coming back from injury and we're, we're seeing flashes here and there is jalen and even though he only scored four points like he those four points he had two really great drives and like i just want people to realize when you see these tiny little flashes of greatness from like him and Derek, that's their full potential, but they are coming back from major injuries. Like we're talking a broken hand and a broken foot. So like, isn't that what uh, Derek had some kind of broken bone in his foot? Yeah. He had a like a rod or some kind of like something stuck in his foot. Like he had to have certain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like they're, the two of them are such great players and like they're yeah. just coming back from injuries. So yeah. I mean, and again, Jalen had it was a, a, in his finger. I mean, and he's over here shooting baskets and and stealing balls and blocking shots with a freaking still recovering hand here. So I mean, and he had three. I wrote down that one of the first notes I had too was was his his defense. He had three steals that night. Um, he he was playing amazing defense. He was in for twenty minutes. Um, again, not much on the scoring front, had only four points, but JJP with, with his defense and the, and the steals were doing great. Absolutely. Such an amazing, well-rounded player. And like, I cannot wait until he gets fully healed because like y'all have to remember the first year that we had him, he immediately got injured. Right. We never even got to see him play. And then Mm -hmm. last year he did great. Then at the beginning of this year, he gets injured and it's like, so we still have not yet to see him at full 100% like full throttle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just never forget like the first year we had him, we we were both so excited to see him play because all we'd heard Wade say was like, this dude is the best dude in practice. Like he is insane. You're not even going to be able, believe it when you see him play. Yeah. And he hyped him up. To see it. And- I know. Wade hyped him up so hard. That whenever he first got in the game, and it was like not necessarily slow goings, but like he still was recovering from his injury, I was just like, I kind of almost wish that they just would not put him until he was 100% because I just like I want to see him go full tilt throttle and just full pack embarrass people. So y'all just wait because it's it's gonna be great when he's when he's 100%. Um, yeah, uh, well. 
I agree. Another person I want to talk about as well, again, he had the third highest points, or no, I'm sorry, fourth highest points of the night. Uh, Boy, Juice. He, at the end of the game, it's tight game, you know, tensions are high, stakes are high, and he is down there under the bucket going up against dudes who are what? Like, four, five, six inches taller than him. More than that. More, exactly. And he's getting rebounds. And he's fighting. And he's trying to get in there with the freaking layups. And he's getting them. Oh, my God. I cannot say enough about Juice. Huge rebound towards the end of the game. Absolutely. Just to keep our hopes alive and to keep our chances alive. Um, Because, yeah, even though we we lost the game, we we weren't truly ever out of it. And we we had multiple opportunities to, to win the game. Uh, just, it just didn't happen. But, um, and you know, on AJ, he really did make a stronger comeback towards the very end of the game. He did. Um, because I will say, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, how day day is my dad's favorite, but like AJ's like coming up on the list there. Yeah. AJ fan at the beginning of the game, he was texting me and he's like, I just wish AJ could get some shots. Like he can't get a shot. Yeah. And then farther on in the game, he's like, AJ's not having a good night. And I'm like, I know, bless his heart. And then at the end, like. He turned it on. He wasn't getting good shot opportunities at all. He wasn't getting any opportunities. And then, you know, he had a couple of really tough offensive possessions where he just lost the ball or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the end, he, he came back full throttle and made some incredible layups, took some hard hits, and still came back and made his free throws. That one foul that he took in the lane towards the very, very end. And then he still got up there and made his two free throws. I turned to Alex and I'm like, you can tell he got the shit knocked out of him because look at his hair. Cause his hair, his was, hair was totally, it was like sticking up. Like he got nailed in the head like so hard. Right on top of the head. Cause his hair yeah. was all messed up. Yeah. 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 And it takes a lot for, you know, a, a, a man's hair like that to get messed up to where it stays like that. Yeah, I'm glad they called that because I would have been off the chair, over the railing, down the thing, probably broke my foot. Because if they wouldn't have called that, I I, I would have been livid. They had no choice to. He was sitting there holding his head because he was probably. I know. Oh. Uh, okay, so an, another small, really great note that I have is Robbie getting that rebound from his own shot getting blocked. <laughs> battling and getting that reverse layup I was like and listen Robbie did not have the best game I'm Um, telling I have things to say about Robbie and they're gonna be grievances but I'm also gonna say them with a smile because and I know you're probably gonna you're gonna you're gonna co-sign it as well there are a few but that that was good that's that's what embodies what we love about him so much is he is such a fighter like he got his own shit stuff right back into his face and he gets the rebound and then battles for that reverse layup and is like, I'm still going to score on y'all. Even if yeah. you stuff it in my face, I'm going to battle it. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to put it back up. Um, and he had some great rebounds. Let's see. Um, he had four rebounds. He was right after Rati um, for almost most rebounds. And he only had nine minutes. Nine minutes. I was just about to say, he only played for nine minutes. And Rati played 28, which I mean, Rati should not be our number one rebounder because he's not the tallest, but Still, that's very incredible that he only played nine minutes and he got four rebounds. I agree. I agree. 
Um, I already mentioned that we scored more at halftime than we did in the entire game last year. Um, so that was great. Uh, Trill also took at least one really great charge. He's always taking charges. He's always putting his body on the line. Always, 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 always. And uh, I have nothing but respect for the. I have nothing but respect for the guys that can stand there on the on the tracks when the train's coming right to them and just take it like a man and I, I, I and just hit the floor hard. And I'm like, damn. Because oh, listen, damn. from a former player, I mean, I might have taken a charge or two in my day, but listen. Your girl was not trying to take any charges that she didn't have to because every one of those girls was bigger than me. And I was like, hmm. Exactly. And 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 Maybe AJ Krell, like they're stocky, but they're not big. So them yeah. taking a charge is man, I'm I'm sure it hurts, man. There's I, there's I, some risk of injury there for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, hey, shout out to them for again putting their body on the line and being on the tracks when that train's coming through and just getting absolutely annihilated. But they do it. It's not fun. Oh no! But they do it and they pop up and they're so freaking pumped. And I'm like, you just got absolutely shellacked. It is not fun. And also, it's really difficult. First of all, there's two aspects to why it's so difficult to take a successful charge because number one. If you are anxious at all, you're not going to be set. No. You're going to be anxious and still moving at the last minute because you're like anxious about taking the hit. Right. Um, and even if you're fully dead set, a lot of times that's, it's hard to get that call because if you're, you're inside the circle, you're not going to get mm -hmm. it. Your feet are moving a little bit. You're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. You're like, if there's at all a doubt that I feel like the call is going to not go your way. Right. Um, yeah, so if you're at all anxious about it. You ain't getting the call because you're gonna be moving. Right. I. Yeah. Hundred percent. I agree. Hard. It is. It is. Oh man. Do you have anything else positive? So my last one, like, kind of segues into agreement. So, do you have any more? No. My last positive thing was basically shout out to the to my potato. I mean, that was. <laughs> Our food was amazing. It, I and I was so y'all have no idea how hungry I was. This girl was chomping at the bit. Like when we got there, and we were running a little bit late because I had like a Murphy's Law of a day where there were like three different things <laughs> that set me back like ten minutes. So then like that piles up into thirty, and I'm like just stressed out to the max. <laughs> um, and so then I'm like, I gotta shovel this down really quick because I'm hungry. And I thought about getting my leftovers in a box, but like I hate, especially when I'm in someone else's vehicle, to like have leftovers sitting in the car and then your car was smelled like potato shack poutine for 364 days. And um, what's wrong with that? And, and it wouldn't have been gun cold anyway. So I was like, no. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing when you put gravy on stuff, like it gets soggy and After it's just, 20 yeah. minutes, it's done. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm the queen of leftovers, but okay. My last feet of shrimp, which, kind of segues into a grievance was at the end and y'all know one of my pet peeves is at the end of the game when you just keep fouling and it's not going to get you ahead I will say this we absolutely that was the best game plan because we were completely within reach so I 1000% co-sign Keller for doing the fouling and listen we did successfully almost every single time foul the right person 
who, even though his average on the year was like 70 something percent, the announcer said he was like, Oh, for five for that game. Um, so we were well within reach. It made sense to do it. We were smartly fouling the correct person who had laid a big goose egg every single time we went to the line that night. Only problem was we still couldn't score when we got the ball back. And therein ties us into. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. Couldn't score. <laughs> okay. At the end of the game, when it was the most crucial, and we were freaking fouling them in order for us to give ourselves a shot. But let's start from the top. So I know, I know, but I just wanted to finish up your thought. Yeah, I agree. That was frustrating AF. Couldn't score. Gave ourselves oh. everything. We couldn't do it. Starting from the top, as we alluded to earlier. So here's the thing. For those of you who don't know, there are certain things that schools can do to just be very passive aggressive and try to cause issues. And some schools will do every single one of them. For example, when we when when you play a road team, that team is supposed to give a set set block of tickets to the opposing team for say the coaches' families and family members of the team. And generally, it makes sense for that little section to be behind the visitor's bench because why would any of the home team people want to sit there? Um, even when we went to Duke, this, oh, is, this is what I need y'all to understand. Mm. Duke games, Duke students will have to wait outside in the cold for hours and hours and hours to even get a ticket to get into the game. Yet they have the class and integrity to give our fans tickets right behind our bench. So if Duke can do it, I'm sorry, these schools that are in our conference can do it too. They just don't want to. And some schools will do the right thing and some won't. Um, so there have been schools that we played in the past where the tickets that they give for the like special coach, family, and player passes that are like, in the freaking rafters, no matter Arkansas how. Arkansas State. <laughs> and, like, listen, if Duke can give us decent seats, Arkansas State, you don't got no fans. You can give us seats behind our bench. That but was... some schools will just do that. And, listen, it's tacky as hell, and we all see it. So I'm explaining that to you all now. So the way that Sam Houston's Coliseum is set up, it's like a circle, like an actual circle instead of, like, a – more oblong oval that goes around the court. So there are no seats right behind our bench. It's just not the way it's set up. Um, because on that, on both of the baselines, there's a considerable amount of space left. And on one side, they have like floor seating. And on the other side, they have their media tables and whatnot. So there's a little corner section behind the um, basket that's the closest alternative to being behind our bench and close to the court. Um, and that section is very clearly labeled with a big ass sign that says in all caps, visitors. Yes, it is. However, <laughs> for the first time ever, we get there Thursday night and they have over half of that section filled with their students. Yes, they did. Which is not their student section because they have a designated student section and that's not it. Correct. 
So it just didn't make any sense besides that they wanted to purposely be passive aggressive and cause problems because obviously that's going to cause issues because in that section, you're going to have fans of the opposing team who have traveled to come to this game. So obviously we're passionate. You're going to have the family of the coaching staff and the players who obviously are going to be passionate. And then you're going to have students who don't understand not one rule of the game of basketball, but well, yet, but yet want to be aggressive and antagonistic for every single thing that's happening. So it's a perfect recipe for disaster. And it was a great time. Not. I would just like to say that you described what happened way more eloquently and nicer than what I would have said. Oh, well, I'm, well, I'm going to get there when we get to the end of the game. Okay, but, good. Because, I, I, okay. For people to understand that, like, there are ways. You set the scene perfectly. And I'll just say this. Things are handled, and that's not the way it's handled. No, not at all. And here's the thing. I understand. I, I get it. I get it to I, that it's a, it's a it's a contentious rivalry. It has been for for decades. I understand that, but when my my biggest issue with the entire situation is this: when I was a student, I heckled the absolute dog shit out of Sam Houston players and Sam Houston students. But not once, not once, did I think that I was cool enough or funny enough to start heckling old people. And players, parents, and the coaches' wives. I'll because I'll my, my, my mentality is you heckle people on your same level. Like you heckle the students and you heckle the players because they're about the same age as you. That is, that, that is your line. That is your level, right? Okay. But when you start talking shit to old folks and people who are disabled – and people who are cheering on their husbands and their sons, and if it was a girls' game, their daughters, you are pieces of trash. And that, and 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 I don't give a shit. It was a dog's. It was a dog shit thing to do, and I'm not shocked one iota that the Sam Houston students that were sitting over there, and it wasn't all of them, wasn't all of them, but the majority of them were being fucking rude as shit. And I'll, I'll cover my grievances in full on that when we get to the end of the game. But here's the thing. Half of them were being super antagonistic and half of them were on their phones the entire time. Accurate. And then, like, there's a group of, like, seven or eight girls, eight rows behind us that had no fucking clue what basketball was. Most of them did not. That's true. But the ones that were talking behind us were, like, yelling about – how, oh, that's not a travel. And I'm like, I don't even think you know what a travel is, babe. Like, yeah. you're just here for free fucking pizza and a white t-shirt. Yeah, they there was some sort of student incentive for them to come. Because, again, like we said, that's the most fans I've ever seen in there. We saw the huge line of them outside trying to get in. And then the fact that literally they put a shit ton of them in the visitor section and half of them were on their phones the entire time. 100 percent again um, i have we have no room to talk about the number of students there because there were a ton of students there and good for them our students have not been coming out to the games and that's a whole nother ordeal and a whole nother thing which i'm not going to even dive into i mean it was great for them having so many fans good on you great wonderful cool but 
when half of them aren't engaged in the game, what's the point of, of asses in seats? Like, what is the point? I'd rather have 10 students. I'd rather have 10 students in the student section who know what they're doing and basketball and yelling and cheering and being on their feet the whole time rather than a hundred students sitting on their phones, like bumps on logs. Like what's the fucking point? Yep. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so another, before we like get into the actual game notes, this is something about their facility because I'm sorry, this just bothers me. The fact that they have that stupid scoreboard on the wall, like we're at Douglas ISD, like. It's so bad. One college, get a, get an actual scoreboard in the middle of the court where we don't all have to sit here and turn around like this every time we want to see how many fouls someone has so bad this is not this is not high school basketball it's so, so bad and they're, and they're trans and they're transferring and they're moving to an an, an elite division and conference elite yeah yeah and you have a you have a board behind people like and from oh. what we have heard from insider information their locker rooms not the visitor locker rooms are like almost NBA quality locker rooms. So like you can't get a new scoreboard. I mean, I'm just saying. I can almost, I mean, they're not as new and as nice as ours probably. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I haven't seen them probably not because I know they redid their several years before we redid our facility, but who knows? Um, I don't know. Hey, I have an announcer's note that is, Hilarious, because y'all know I, I'm sorry if the announcers say something stupid. I have to mention it. So literally, when we, unless I just completely went off track and misheard what they said, which is possible, but it did not happen. This is what they said. Um, when we put Jalil in, the announcers, which here's the thing: yes, he was injured. He missed a lot of games. Now we're trying to build up his playing time. Literally, their announcer said that he was the usual starter. I was like. <laughs> He no offense played, to Jalil, but played no. a total of two games before he got injured, where he played nine minutes. Hmm. So no offense to Jalil, but no. Yeah, listen, we were stoked to have him and hoping that he progressed off that, but he has never once started for us. Didn't not because he's not good enough to, because he never had the time to. He literally played two games before he got injured. So like usual starter. What are you talking? He's never started because he played two games before he got injured. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's funny. I that's that's ridiculous. I was literally like, "What did they just say?" That's ridiculous. Um, can I? Oh, I know we were singing. Can I just? I'm just gonna bring it up real fast, and I'm not gonna dwell on it. But I know we were singing Rati's praises in his game. But I just have to bring up a couple moments where I was not happy with him, and it has to do with the shot clock. There was absolutely one possession where he had no clue what the shot clock was. Yeah, and 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 I was just taken taken aback because up until that moment he had been playing lights out, and then just a complete loss of of, of court awareness and just. Not not even not even aware of, of anything what was happening around him. Okay, that's one of my biggest grievances in general, and he was not the only one. No, 
And I will, I will say, like slightly in his defense, when when the shot clock was called on him, he didn't say a word. And when it was the other player who did it, he was like incredulous and like uh, visibly upset with everyone else on the court. And I'm like, it, it's right there on top of the basket, like it is every possession. Like you could easily look up there too. You can't get mad at everybody else, right? It's not, I mean, it's not everybody else's job to remind you what the shot clock is when you have the ball, brother. Like, it's on top of the basket for a reason. It's so that you actually can make eye contact with it. Like, they put it there so it's easier for you to know where you're at on the number. It, it, it yeah. It, yeah. And listen, so, the things that, like, I understand when you're, like, deep in the middle of doing a play or something like that, sometimes, sometimes it happens and you can lose track. But it's also one of those things that, like, it's the same amount of seconds every time. So, like, it's something that at some point, like, has to become at least a little bit, like, inherent to where you're like, oh, it's almost ready. Like, for example, because I warm stuff up in the microwave all the time because I'm the leftover queen. I know when I set it for 30 seconds, like, I'll go about and do a couple other things that I, like, just inherently know in my mind when it's about to go off because I, I have done this. A lot of times I'm familiar with what the 30 second time period is like. And I'm like, oh, it's almost ready. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you, um, if you don't know, then you need to be paying attention. Right. Totally. I agree. Um, all right. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not going to move past that. I don't want to dwell too long. Next thing I'm going to talk about. And I don't, again, I don't want to dwell on this too long. Cause I, cause we're already at an hour. Um, Robbie, I love you. You know how much we love you. We know how fiery you get and how passionate you are about this game. But if I swear to God, you get you, sometimes I think you lose yourself and you lose your head because you were talking a lot of talk and a lot of smack on that court and you had no room to do that. Zero room. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. When he makes a really good play, he does have the grounds to say something, but then he gets so caught up in saying something. He forgets where he's at on the play. That he completely falls out of the bed on the next play. And so there was yeah. a play specifically where he scored and did great or whatever. I think it was where he got his own rebound after getting blocked. And then he's, he's like, so focused on talking trash on the way down that he lets his man score. And I'm like, yeah, he didn't get back on defense at all. I'm like, you need to stop doing this and start doing this. And, yeah. and getting back on defense and paying attention to what's in front of you. Again, I love the passion. I love, love the it. fire. I love how pumped he gets about shit. And when, especially when he's getting, getting blocks or when he's making plays, he just gets even more fired up. And that, again, fires up everybody else on the court. But you, you have to reel it in. You have to understand that you can't continue to do this and jaw, jaw, jaw the entire length of the court. And then A, not expect to get a talking to from the ref, which I know he did because I saw it. Yep, yep. And then you can't expect to, if you continue to do that, not to get teed up. And thank God he didn't get teed up. But it, I'm, I'm shocked he didn't because he he made a play. He turned, he looked directly at like a player and was just like. And I'm sure he didn't get teed up either because one of the times that he got a talking to from the ref, he wasn't even in the game. He was on the bench. I know. And I'm like, Lisa and Linda. If, if he got a, if he got a tech on the court, that's one thing. If he gets the tech on the bench, I'm coming over the rail. Because that is that 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 not acceptable. Is not acceptable. No, nope. I mean, I'd be pissed off if it was on the court. But fire the game, passion, heat of the moment. One thing. We can give you a little slack. 
little slack. I'll still be pissed, but a little slack. But if you are on the bench, none. No, 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 no. Um, that was all I had uh, for for negatives. Obviously, we lost the game, but oh, we'll have a bunch. All right, I know. So kind of roll through them again. We're already at an hour. All right. So there's a couple with Day Day. Some on him, some not on him. So there were some really sloppy while we had him in the game, which I'll get to the second part of that. There were some really sloppy passes to him in the lane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like the time that we actually did have him in the game, he didn't have very many opportunities. Um, him being in foul trouble and fouling out with seven minutes left in the game. So, mm-hmm. um, so that did not help. Uh, that big dopey white kid can shoot and we let him just rail our ass I mean, (laughs) Jacqueline Noel Parton. (laughs) What part? (laughs) First of all, you called him dopey. And that, I said, I I know, but that sent me over the edge. And then he said, then he railed our ass. (laughs) He did. I know, but coming out of your mouth, shit, that that comes out of my mouth and it's normal. Coming out of your mouth. I'm going to blame the wine. Okay, fine. Oh, God, that was great. That was great. Please say shit. My dad texted me and was like, number 25 is killing us. And I was like. Oh, he, was. Was. he was. He was. He was. Like, this big dopey white kid can shoot and we will not guard him. His last name is Huffner. He um, can shoot, but he sure as shit can't dribble. I'll tell you that. Well, you can't do that. Um, no. no. So that was a grievance. Okay, hold on. Um he said real ass that's just so great okay so a few comments from my dad he said that we have piss poor defense which it was not the best no yeah it wasn't very great no i agree also when rotty got fouled my dad texts because from our angle especially live in person there's a lot that you can't necessarily see depending on what angle you're from and it's not like we're getting the replays um but I can, I can always count on dad to be watching it from home to tell us what's going on. He was like, Rati got hammered right across the face. Then to add to that, when I rewatched it. So first of all, the replay that they showed was from the front, like dead on. So when the guy's arm went this way, you, could, you couldn't necessarily tell depth perception exactly. Mm, okay, yeah. Face the guy's arm was, but you could visibly see his head go back. And he falls to the floor and, like, doesn't get up for a second. And the announcer said he's seeing stars, at least in his mind. And I'm like, well, excuse me? Like, you saw his head go back, like whiplash effect. And you're going to sit there and say, in his mind, I was not pleased with that comment. I mean, do players do sometimes little acting jobs. Yeah. But in that instance, I don't, I honestly don't think that that was an acting job. I think he legitimately got whacked in the freaking face. And the thing is the refs went and reviewed the tape on that because they wanted to check to see if it was flagrant. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and I still don't even think they call a foul, but I digress. They didn't, by the way, they didn't. Which confused everything out of me. They didn't call a check. They didn't call nothing. They didn't even, it wasn't nothing. Well, we got a problem here. But anyway, neither here nor there. He got whacked in the face and they were like doubting that in a very rude way. And I was not happy at that. Um, 
Then there was one time, which we all know how we feel about Hooten. We don't like him. Even my dad texts at the end of the game and is like, I can't stand their coach. Um, so there was one time in the game where his player went down on the floor because of an offensive foul he charged. Like, offensive foul, charged right through there. And then he's going to go out there and clap and like that in the ref's face and yell at him because his player went down because of his own foul. And I'm like, y'all ref's going to take this? Like, you're going to let him clap in your face like that and not say anything? Because mm-hmm. I think like Richard Parton wouldn't have taken that. And I just... A little bit of, uh, it's not really home cooking, but a little bit of, uh, what do you call it? But there's still like, I'm sorry, as a, in my humble opinion and expertise and experience and exposure, if you're going to be respected as a ref, even if you don't call anything, if you don't tee them up or any of that, to, to gain respect for yourself, you got to let the coach know, like, listen, there's certain ways that you're going to speak to me and you're not going to get in my face. And clap in my face and speak to me like that if you want to get the calls that you want. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones in charge of the game. So you can be like, hey, look, coach, like this is the level of respect that I expect from you. And I will work with you. And if you have an issue, come to me. And that's the type of official that my dad was. Where like if he made a mistake, he'd be like, look, maybe I missed that one. Get it the next time. Whatever. And I feel like coaches respect that more because if you're like, hey, look, I'm going to miss one every once in a while. But if you come to me and be like, look, you blew that call, then like I'm going to do what I can to make it up and pay better because they're human. They're going to miss stuff. But like the coaches have to know they can't speak to you a certain way or they're going to get teed up and get thrown out. I mean, it's true. Anyway, I wouldn't have taken it. I just feel like you're 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 taking it in a way that I would not. Anyways, on on with the story. Um, they got several back doors on us, which y'all know we hate. Um, we let them get that uncontested layup right at half, which I felt like gave them a nice little trajectory up coming back into the game. Um, Railing in the last, yeah. One of their announcers pronounced Nana's last name correctly multiple times, but then the other one could not get it right. And every time he would want to say Boa Siako, and I'm like, is this like a variation of a large snake that you're trying to talk of? Like, why can't, why can't we just call him Nana? Like, if you're struggling with it, just say Nana. Uh, no one else in the court has the name Nana. We'll uh, know who you're talking about. I didn't understand the addition of the A in there, Boa Siako. Um, we let them get too many putbacks. Um, and that was it. That was all she wrote. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Wait, yeah, that was it. Sorry. Yep. That's okay. all. That's okay. all my grievances. No, you had good ones. I'm glad you. Ha- I'm glad you added those in. Well, okay. The very end, we forgot the very end of the game. So yes. The specific- okay. finish, finish it up. Yes. Specific circumstances that we're speaking of at the very end of the game. And any of you who have ever come to a game at SFA, like you've seen Rocco there, and he's a very quiet guy. He might yell at the refs, but he doesn't. He doesn't interact with any of the fans. Um, literally, just stood up with his cane to walk out, and all of these players start heckling him like mm-hmm. ridiculously heckling him and the students you say players or students oh students sorry oh, I was like oh, I love the yeah, okay, yeah yeah and I mean 
He's disabled for fuck's sake. He has a cane. It was, it was so disgusting to watch. And literally to the point where I was like, Alex, I think we should walk out that way because like I'm Sean Hightower is going to have to come bail me out if somebody tries to go for Rocco because I'm not going to let it happen. But also I'm like, these people don't know that literally Rocco could buy and sell every person in this building and the building itself. So like, I don't, I don't know why you're trying to mess with him. Well, because A, they're students and they don't know that. And B, because they're students and they're just being rude and disrespectful. I mean, again, like they were just being rude and disrespectful to every single person in there. And I am A, very proud of myself because old Alex would have gotten real hot real quick. I was internally hot. I was externally cool as a cucumber. If it was college Alex, I would have gotten knee deep into some bullshit and definitely would have needed Sean Tower. Sean Tower. Yeah, Sean Tower. Let's call him Sean Tower. (laughs) But adult Alex was calm, cool, and collected. I didn't say a damn thing, even when they got up in people's faces and was shaking keys and being rude and disrespectful to Chauncey as well. Uh, I was a model citizen, but easily, easily I could have slipped into old ways and created lots of problems for myself, but I held back like an adult should. We were not happy, though, because listen, again, like not the old I made the flippant comment about his money, but like it, it doesn't matter about money because whether you have money or not, you don't deserve that treatment. But like Rocco doesn't do anything to anybody. He literally was like on his cane standing up to get out of the Coliseum and they're giving him massive amounts of antagonistic grief. And it was just very uncalled for. And I, I didn't appreciate it. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I'm sitting there and Jacqueline's like, yeah, we should go up there and follow him. I'm like, listen, if anybody comes after him, he's just going to whoop their ass with his cane. Like, you know, I'm not worried about Rocco. And he's and he has and he can bail him goddamn self out. Um, I mean, he'd probably bail us out if we needed it, but <laughs> why we have Sean. But at the same time, yes, um, I was not going to Huntsville State Prison. No, no and no, no, no. I'd rather slit my then go there. That's a little extreme. That was a little extreme. I back up. That was a little extreme. I apologize. I would not do that. I'd rather eat shit than go there. Y'all might all think I'm a baddie, but if I ever think there's a possibility of me getting arrested, I'm crying and begging for whatever atonement I need to do to not be arrested because your girl ain't gonna last in jail. Uh, not for yeah. You're too pretty. I'm sorry. You would not. Nope. You you are a pretty little short, cute, petite thing. You would not last five seconds. Yeah. Me on the other hand, I would adapt. And I would say, <laughs> listen here, motherfuckers. <laughs> I would do anything to not go. Okay. Oh, well, same. I mean, let's let's be honest. I talk a lot of shit too, but do I want to go to prison? Absolutely not. Uh, do I want to go to prison in Huntsville? Yeah, absolutely not times 10. Um, mm, no. One word. To describe the game for me, it's going to be unsportsmanlike, and that is of their fans. Uh, my word is the only positive thing from that game, which was potato. <laughs> patat. Oh, patat. <laughs> my patat. My patat. My potato. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. So uh, to round things up, 
Thank you again, everybody, for listening and watching our uh, our rant and rave about the Sam Houston game. I knew it was probably going to last a little bit longer than normal, but here we are. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, moving forward, we have the next home game, which is coming up on Wednesday. And I believe we are playing um, Shite. Who are we playing? I think it's, it's UTRGV. Yes, we're playing. Yes, that's right. UTRGV, 630 at home, um, back in the sawmill. Thank God. Uh, hopefully we can get back to our winning ways as per usual. I, I have a feeling it won't be um, as much of a contentious game, but again, you never know. Last time we played UTRGV, it was a very uh, back and forth game. So I'm hoping that this game will be um, a lot more calmer. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Um, but again, we'll see. So that's at 6.30 on Wednesday, back in the sawmill. Um, of course, if you're not able to attend in person, which if you can attend in person, as always, please do. But if you can't, ESPN Plus, um, or you can listen to Rob. Um, and then coming up this weekend, there's a doubleheader with the ladies on Saturday, um, which is also the Saturday's ambassador assembly, Friday and Saturday. Um, so a bunch of alumni will be in town. Friday night we'll be at the brewery um, hanging out with the ones who are in town early. And then Saturday all day we'll be doing alumni stuff. Um, we'll be – oh, and Friday's our alumni meeting. But anyway, um, we'll be doing alumni stuff all day Saturday, and then we'll have game time. Um, so it'll be fun, a fun little weekend with, with Jacqueline and I and a bunch of fellow Lumberjack alums having a good time around Nacogdoches and at the game. So, so yeah, it's going to be a fun one. So if you're able to come in for the games this weekend, please do. Please wear purple, be loud, and, uh, and, and cheer for the Jacks. Um, of course, a couple of reminders coming up too. Um, the uh, Heckler Hayes reunion is coming up in February. Make sure that you check the Facebook event page for that. Uh, I think it's called Heckler Hayes Alumni Game or second annual Heckler Hayes Alumni Game, something like that on Facebook. Uh, make sure you, you get tickets, only five bucks. So come have a fun weekend with us in February. And then also in February on that game, on that Sunday, fun day game, the 26th, um, we're playing California Baptist at six o'clock on that Sunday. Um, we're actually going to try and do a little tailgate in the parking lot too for that game. So if you can't come to the Heckler Hayes reunion, maybe come down for that one. And that's on again, the 26th of February. Um, but yeah, so of course, don't forget to support SF athletics by joining purple lights fun. Uh, don't forget to drink Fredonia beer, purple lights, baby. And then of course, get your, my plates, an easy and fun way to support SF Athletics by ordering your my plates at www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. All right. Ran through those so that we can end this podcast on a high note. <sighs> Jacqueline and I are going to play some Seinfeld trivia. I can't wait. I know. I had, Soul, I had Jay Soul send me the game because Jacqueline missed it on Sunday. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to basically be the trivia host for her so that she can play Seinfeld. So that's what we're doing now. We're getting off so that we can go pull, so I can give her the trivia game, and she's so excited. I hope I don't disappoint. Also, my teeth are purple from this wine. Don't judge me. It's okay. It's okay. Still love you. All right, guys. Have a wonderful night, and as always, Axe and Jacks. Without some Jacks. Adios. Adios.